Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features an edited recording of our Sunday morning service held on May 14th, 2023. For news and information, and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. And welcome to everybody, Uh, welcome to all those at home, uh, and especially a welcome to visitors uh, this morning. It's lovely to have you with us. Um, Our theme today is transformation. It's a bit of a pet subject of mine. Um, I believe that church has two fundamental um, aims, really. One is to provide a place of belonging and community. And the other is to be a place of transformation, that our faith is about um, our transformation. And often that transformation comes through community as other people knock some of the rough edges off uh, and we work together. Um, And the two are not mutually exclusive. If we find a place of belonging, we um, often uh, find that we undergo transformation. Um, So... That's the context uh, of this morning's service. Uh, we have what we call um, uh, a, a small corner, I nearly called it a short corner, but that's, that's uh, hockey, isn't it? A small corner where we, uh, where we invite people in the congregation to talk about their, their work, what they do um, outside. Because uh, again, we believe that what happens outside, uh, what happens on a Monday morning is um, as important as what happens on a, a Sunday. And it's my pleasure uh, that I'm going to interview or basically have a chat uh, with Danielle, who's uh, set up a a company called Remarkable uh, Women, which is about, uh, uh, has part of it is about transformation. Um, So I really look forward uh, to that. And that will take place in place of our reflection today. So if we start our service in the usual way, where we just have a moment's quiet to prepare our hearts and minds, a singing bowl will be rung, and I'll light a candle, invite those at home to light their candle, so it's connecting what's going on here with all the little churches that are going on in people's homes. So let's just have a moment's quiet. With nature in its power and beauty, with rain and wind and sunshine, with the ancient rocks and the budding flower, we gather in praise of God. With believers and seekers the whole world wide, with people in every land, and speakers of every language, we gather gather in in praise praise of God. With the angels and saints in heaven and with all who have worshipped in this place, we gather in praise of God. With Jesus who promised his presence and the Spirit who showers her blessings, we gather in praise of God. Here let heaven and earth embrace. Here may God's people find home. Amen. Please stand. Let us build a house where all can dwell. 
let us now pray the collect together. Risen Christ, by the lakeside you renewed your call to your disciples. Help your church to obey your command and draw to the, to the fire of your love, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So our first reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 17. Then Paul, Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an Unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all the nations to inhabit the whole earth. And he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live so that they would search for God, perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he's not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of our poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. is from John 14 uh, beginning at verse 15 glory to Christ our Savior if you love me you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father 
and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will in a little while the world will see me no longer, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise, Praise to you, you, O Christ. Christ. Goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Some, of, some of you will know Danielle, and we've uh, been having uh, lots of chats. We seem to be reading the same books, uh, coming from a dis- different angle, as I said. Transformation, from my point of view, looking at it from a church perspective, uh, and Danielle, really from a coaching but other perspectives. Um, so I just wanted to start just a little bit of your background, your journey on how you came, as short as you can, yeah. <laughs> how you came um, to create this company, Remarkable Women, which has now sort of gone global, really. Yeah, <laughs> well, a little bit. Um, well, it's not neat. I, I do want to say that. Um, every time I thought I'd got to the place I was supposed to be, I got moved on. Uh, not by the organizations or what I was doing, but by a voice inside me. And so um, some of you might know uh, I was leading 10,000 people in an organization you will love or hate, uh, Sky TV. <laughs> and um, yeah, actually, I remember, John will probably remember, he was walking the Camino at the time. I'd gone to see him in San Sebastian because I was recovering from surgery. And we had this huge fight. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, it is these days. And you said you have to leave. You have to leave. And um, sometimes John sees things in me that I don't see. So he's a real gift to me. Um, and I was like, what do you mean I have to leave? Like, how, does, how can there be something different to this? And so I really resisted it. And my truth is, I wasn't planning to set up Remarkable Women. We'd had a business go bust uh, spectacularly, um, I don't know, 10 years earlier. And I swore I'd never have a business again. So I left Sky with the intention of having a year off. I resigned in the October. I had six months' notice to work, and we set up Somebody Inside, as it was called then, in the November. So I had minus five months off. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I wasn't planning to be a coach. I wasn't planning to do personal development, none of that. All that happened was me and my now business partner and my best friend in the world, who is a modern-day monk, uh, she told me she wasn't speaking at events anymore and she missed it and I invited her to come and speak with me at an event where I'd been invited as the director of customer service and we spoke about sisterhood and the power of women coming together and there wasn't a dry eye in the house and afterwards women stood up in a queue and they said where do we sign (laughs) and we said what for (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah it happened from there right fantastic (laughs) so could you explain what what the core aims and values of Remarkable Women, the sort of why you set it up rather than how. Or... Yeah, I, 
Well, it wasn't Remarkable Women then. I'm going to tell you what it is now, because Remarkable Women keeps revealing itself to us. That's probably how I would describe it. So what we set up back then is not... It kind of looks similar, but I think we're clearer now. We talked then about... Um, helping women think and see the world differently. And, and probably that's never changed, but uh, what became clear over time was we want, I wanted to change organizations from the inside. I wanted to create heart-centered leadership. Um, so we then started to speak about that. And, and the truth is Remarkable Women is a beacon for another way. I mean, that's the whole, that's the line that we would use all the time. Um, but also on a really selfish level, um, I'm very blessed in that um, Remarkable Women is also uh, forgive me, this will sound highfalutin, the vehicle that Nick and I use for our own path to enlightenment. And so I'm really blessed I get to, uh, I get to, I get to earn a living from uh, my own self-transformation. So I was going to ask that. Your, um, your personal transformation is key to the transformation of the women that you yeah. um, are working with and hopefully it sort of sp spreads out like that. What... Can you highlight any particular tool, and tools is the wrong word, but any particular things that really help in your personal transformation that you would kind of... It's funny because you said to me, us. can you speak about your transformation at night? I want to say which one. <laughs> um, I feel like since uh, in the last 15 years, all I've been doing is shedding skin. Like, that's really been my experience. Um, and uh, so what are my tools personally? Um, my mum taught me the answer to everything was in a book. Uh, so whenever I'm lost, I go and look for a teacher and I find them in books. Um, so I'm always, I'm always deep in some kind of reflection or study. Um, every morning I, um, I get to my journal. Poor John interrupts my meditation every single day. It's like he's on a timer. <laughs> so I, um, I, have a I have a meditation and journaling practice that takes about 40 minutes every morning, maybe an hour sometimes. And during that time, um, I read and study a little bit. I meditate on a theme each day. I write a, a declaration statement, which is a reminder of who I am. Um, and I often have a conversation with Jesus, uh, and I do that on paper. Um, so my form of prayer, which has developed over the years, is um, whenever I get stuck, I write a question, and by the time I've written the question, I have an answer, and then we get into conversation. He was surprisingly quiet this morning. I just got a lot of smiles. Um, <laughs> but, and I know that sounds really strange, but I, I truly go to this place where we're just sat on a bench together. Um, and I always get an answer. What's shocking always to me, even though I should know it by now, is it's never some big go and save the world, Danielle. It's literally the next step that's in front of me. Mm. But it gives me a lot of peace. Mm. Can I just uh, ask about these declaration yeah. state? What, what do you, you mean go by that? <laughs> just so you can yeah. explain to us. So, and how significant are they? Oh, huge. Yeah. So... Remarkable Women is an is a organization that teaches how to be so that you can do differently. Um, that's the essence of it. So it's rooted in who am I being in the world? And so every morning I wake up and I write a series of statements. I'm really happy to share some of them if that's helpful, which remind me 
who I am and who I'm committed to being. And I write those every single day. Um, and actually, while I say that, I, I missed one day this week and I really felt it. Like when I got to the end of the day and thought, gosh, that was a tricky day today. I thought, oh, you didn't write your declarations this morning. Um, so one of them is, which probably does have resonance to Remarkable Women, is um, I am a cosmic explorer unlocking the secrets of the universe. Um, I share everything I discover with those seeking answers. Right. <laughs> so, That's quite a big It is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't go small with them, it's a bit. <laughs> but it's, uh, those of you who know the Enneagram, this won't surprise you, now I'm a three, right, so threes are very comfortable with uh, who they are and most of the time and what they're being and, and I believe that my work is, is very much to just show us we are not these small beings that we keep making ourselves be and because how can we be, we were made in God's image. And so we're not supposed to go, oh, God, sorry, you got me wrong. Uh, see this piece of jigsaw, I didn't like that bit. I'll cut that off and let me make myself smaller. And then we wonder why it doesn't fit together. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm fascinated by the mystery of life and why we're here. And so that's what uh, drives me mad and excites me. <laughs> yeah. So theologically, from my point of view, is that we are son we're all sons and daughters exactly of God. And yeah. um, it's very easy, I think, um, to, to have the other side put forward, you know, that we are sinful, etc., etc., And that kind of sometimes squashes us down, whereas yeah. actually... Well, the very we first are, thing I write uh, in my declarations is, I am a child of God, I am as God created me. Because um, I have to remind myself every single day, uh, whatever God is, they know more about this game than I do. And um, I have been shaped and formed this way for a purpose. And it's not my job to go, you got it wrong. <laughs> Let me know when you're gonna fix me. Mm. Um, and so I write, that's the first thing I write every single day. You've sort of answered it. The next question I was gonna ask you is about how, how your faith interweaves with your work. Yeah. Because I, it's quite interesting, Danielle and I reread the same books because we're sort of, <laughs> interested in transformation i'm interested in people's stories and how they change and um so i look at it as i said i read some of the coaching books that uh, daniel has and i look, and i take some really good bits out and then i sort of and then you learn me with matthew fox yeah then i then i think <laughs> I, I always do the thing where i put jesus and say how would jesus fit with this coaching and usually he'd be, he'd be a miserable <laughs> he wouldn't really do very well because a lot of the time um, the, the success criteria are very different. Uh, and Jesus doesn't fulfill this kind of success um, criteria. But there are other times when I think, oh, yeah, that really, um, a much deeper kind of coaching yeah. that goes to the heart. Um, so I take sort of bits out and weave it into my faith. And I'm wondering how you might weave your faith into... Well, the, the first, uh, the quote in, that opens my, uh, my latest book says, if your definition of success doesn't have the word love in it, get another definition. And so um, everything we teach is centered around that. But I do want to say, I mean, um, I had the privilege of getting to choose the music today, and thank you for taking it at late notice. Um, the reason I chose Here I Am, Lord, uh, is because um, I think of all the apostles, the one I resonate with most is Peter. Um, <laughs> no, not me, I didn't know him, you know, and so um, a lot of, I often describe Remarkable Women as a Trojan horse. Um, we go into organizations and we, with this badge of leadership, because if I went in and said, I'm here to 
share love with the world, that would make my life pretty difficult to open the doors. Um, but that's all we do on the inside. And also, um, I'm becoming more and more open about my faith, uh, but that's taken a really, really long time, would be my truth, because um, my first memory of going to boarding school, and I don't have the stories that other people had, I went because I wanted to go, um, was I had these little, do you remember Christian bookshops back in the day? I had these posters, so one of them said, um, help me to remember God, nothing's going to happen today that you and me can't handle together. And it was like a kitten hanging off a tree. They were dreadful, those posters, weren't they? But, um, <laughs> and I had another one of a, of a little girl playing a flute, which was something to do with making music for God. And I remember getting into my dormitory and sticking these posters up on the wall, and then uh, watching everybody else stick their posters up of, like, smash hits, and going, oh, I'll take those down now. Um... And so I've always known I was deeply connected. That's never been a thing for me. Um, but I'm not always open about it. Uh, and actually, today is really edgy for me for a number of reasons. Um, I sort of made a commitment to Jesus this morning. I would show you me, not, not, not the performer. <laughs> um, it's very easy for me to stand on a stage and speak to thousands of people. But I do it behind the shield of teacher. Um, and what I'm seeing now as somebody who's committed to a life of spiritual growth is uh, good news, bad news. You sign up to living on the edge, don't you? You sign up to uh, every time you present me with a discomfort, instead of resisting it, I will I'll step in and be in those awful liminal spaces. <laughs> um, and I'll see what's on the other side. And, and, and what I've seen really clearly this year, so it is no coincidence that you suddenly go, can you come and do a small corner? Um, that I have to be more open about it, mm. even though it makes me feel a bit weird sometimes. <laughs> that, uh, there is a shift, what I, I get from reading coaching books that you, is um, a move towards authenticity being more important than performance. And I, I feel that about church as well, that actually um, we've got to be very careful that we're not kind of performing to people, that we're actually authentic in what we say and, and what we do. And um, just one other, what, if you... How would you like to see, that's a difficult question, so I'll really put you in, but as a, on a personal level, how would you like to see St. James as a community? How would you like to see it develop and grow in the future? Well, I chose All Are Welcome deliberately, um, actually forgetting how good the words were, actually, when I started to read it from the perspective of someone who'd chosen it today. I'm a bit tired of Christians being right. Uh, would be my truth. This kind of um, come over here because we've got it nailed and you've got to follow our path. And so um, I would like to be in a world where we sit together and we share our not knowing um, and we share, we meet soul to soul and heart to heart. Mm. Um, and that we remember, in my humble opinion, all we're supposed to do is love each other. So it's creating a space where we can be authentic and real. We don't have to yeah. fit in and we can discuss and... Well, I often sit here and I'm really struck by the courage of some people who choose to be here, even though they might not see anybody else who looks like them. And I, I, I have no context of what that feels like, but I do know um, I don't want a world where people feel I don't belong here. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, Richard, we had a... Um, an evening, didn't we, looking at public, public school, people who'd been to public school. <laughs> also me. And the sharing was at a really deep level, wasn't it? It was people were, um, it was a space to provide that 
that sharing. So thank you. Anything else you'd like to say? To, <laughs> to leave us with one <laughs> thing. You've said that, that, that was like, love cheers. <laughs> right, where's Jesus? Hang on. He, he's, yeah. he's got something better to say than me. Um, yeah, I've been coming to this church for 19 years. It's a very sacred space for me. Um, I want to say I'm really excited by what it's shaping into right now. Um, I'm really grateful for you, and I'm going to say that publicly. Um, uh, you've poked me in a number of times in the last year uh, in, in really powerful ways, and, and I want us to have a space where we can do that for each other. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Can, we just, can we just pray for Danielle and Remarkable Women and uh, the work that, that happens? Loving God, we thank you for Danielle being so open uh, with us, for sharing herself. And we pray for her work with women, that the impact, that the heart-centered leadership, the love, the bringing of love into the world, into companies, into different places, that it would be this huge ripple effect of bringing light and life and the kingdom, kingdom of God into our world. So we ask that you'd continue to uh, anoint her in a way, bless her in the work and uh, with her partner, Liz. Nick. Yeah, Liz. Um, and we thank you uh, for her. Amen. God's Spirit is the Spirit of love. He's poured His Spirit into our hearts. He's poured His love into our hearts by the Spirit. And it's the Spirit of love that lives through us and in us day by day. It is the Spirit of love that helps us to bring change and transformation in this world. Our Ruah, Spirit of God. Let us pray 
for those who are seeking to bring that change and transformation amongst those who are lonely and socially isolated in our communities. Let us pray for those that are alone and the elderly, the homeless, the refugees in this city, those that are living at this moment with loss, that they may know the spirit of love, God's spirit coming to them, to each and every one. We especially remember this morning in terms of loss, we thank you that you say to us, you're a God who rejoices with those who rejoice, and you're a God who weeps with those who weep. We thank you for the life of Paul Burb Burbridge, who started uh, Riding Lights in York, who passed away last month. We pray for his family and his friends at this time. Pray especially for Jeffrey and for Judith here in our congregation. They will know that spirit of love around them and around Paul's family and friends in York. For his amazing, incredible life that brought transformation into the church through drama, through the arts, through his life, through his spirit of love. Each and every one of us are called to bring about that transformation that Danielle spoke about. And there's some amazing, incredible women that are doing some extraordinary stuff in this world, in this city. And they're doing it with that attitude and that spirit of love. Just small things, but with great love. We pray for those in our city that are seeking to bring about that transformation. We pray for inspiring Leith and for Colin and Hannah and for others who are working in this area, especially in Cables Wine, <clears throat> amongst the residents there, to be able to bring about some change and transformation in that place and restore dignity to the residents there some who lack just the very basic things, those here on our doorstep. We pray for that change and that transformation to take place. For those who are working amongst young people, for those who are working amongst the homeless, such as Bethany, Cyrenians, and others, social bite, 
Come Holy Spirit, our Ruah. We pray that your church will be a channel, will be a means of change and transformation in this world, in this nation, and here in this city of Edinburgh. We pray that those who lead through music and the arts and show something of that here through different ways that do it in the spirit of love. We pray for Solas, for Frank and others who are seeking to bring people together and all that they do may be fruitful. May people sense that love as they come and they sense that welcome. And we pray that this place, St. James, will be a place of welcome to each and every person in this community. Yesu Masi, Isa, the Satguru, will reach out his amazing hand of love and grace through us and that they would be touched by God's kindness and will bring hope into their hearts. Grant your church here in Edinburgh wisdom in the decisions that they make in the future. May it be a source of life, source of hope, and joy. May indeed rejoice with those who rejoice. May weep with those who weep. Come Holy Spirit, our Ruah. Amen. <laughs>